Hey folks, time for another throwback episode. For those of you who are unaware, uh, there's about 40 to 50 episodes from 2013-2014 era that, due to my own incompetence, didn't end up getting properly transferred over to the current feed for the podcast. So, I've been referring to them as lost episodes, in the sense that they can't really be found on the podcast feed, whether you're using Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Google Podcasts or whatever platform you're using, there's a chunk that are just kind of missing. And this is another one of those episodes. So if you're new to the podcast, I suggest you stop right now, go back, listen to the previous episode or the next episode, which is a conversation with a current local musician, a conversation happening, you know, in 2022. This is a conversation from 2014, from actually from June 2014, and it's with, uh, local band the zags who later became the zorgs uh really great band they played live on this episode it was a fun conversation um very kind of raw uh punk rock in your face fun stuff and in addition to having the zags in the studio which at that point was my co-host at the time john's basement um we also had an extremely random guest call into the show uh, i don't know how this even happened i, I think i just randomly reached out to him on Twitter, and it's Neil Osborne from Canadian rock icons 5440. I like 5440. Uh, I've been a fan for a long time. I've seen them live, you know, uh, at some point around this time. Uh, they were great, even though they were, you know, 30 years on at that point. Now they're even longer into their history. But uh, at the time, they were working on a new record, and they were crowdfunding it. So I reached out randomly to Neil and asked if he wanted to come on the show. Uh, the podcast was pretty unknown at that point. It was fairly new. And for whatever reason, he agreed. So there's this conversation with Neil Osborne of 5440 while the Zags are there hanging out at John's basement. And uh, it's a fun podcast, obviously, like the other ones from this era. It's not in the current format of Witch Police Radio, so it doesn't really resemble the Witch Police Radio of today. But I think it's a fun thing to have in the archive, and I'm glad that I'm bringing it back up for people to hear. All of these ones that I've been kind of reviving have been episodes that I'm proud of uh, for whatever reason and that I think that, uh, you know, deserve to be heard even though quality-wise it's not as good. Probably interview-wise it's not as good either. But it's fun stuff. And yeah, so um, enjoy this conversation with the Zags, including live performances, and a phone call from Neil Osborne of 5440. Thanks for listening. Back to your regularly scheduled content next episode. If you're like me, you probably have a closet full of local band merch. And whether you know it or not, a lot of that band merch was probably made by Divine Shirt Company right here in Winnipeg. Divine Shirt Company has made all of the Great Witch Police merch from our hoodies to our toques to our t-shirts. And if you're looking to get anything done, like screen printing, embroidery, graphic design, digital printing, go to see Divine Shirt Company at divineshirtcompany.ca and tell them which police radio sent you. One of our colleagues, Sam Thompson, who, um, if you saw him, you'd sort of right away assume he was a hippie. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? Ladies and 
gentlemen, we are the Zags, and you better check yourself before you wreck yourself. Getting real on the radio. Which place radio? <laughs> number is this episode eighty. Yeah, number eighty. Nice round. Seems, number. seems like it I should like be. That's not really a milestone number, I guess. But they're all milestones. Every numbers. episode is a milestone. <laughs> Every episode yeah. is a milestone. Uh, this is your regular host, John. I'm regular host, Sam. And this week we've got uh, several in-studio guests, and maybe uh, another one coming coming in later. On phone, yeah. Later on, uh, we have the Zags with us. Hey guys. Hey. Hi. What's up? So, just so we're all clear, uh, the listeners are clear on who's who, do you want to just introduce yourselves? Uh, my name's Taylor, and I play guitar, and my voice doesn't normally sound like that, so I'll stop talking like that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> or keep it up for the whole show. The whole show. Okay. Yeah, running gag, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> I am Steph. I play drums. That is all. Arr, matey, I'm Dave, and I'll be doing this voice as long as I can. That's a good voice, David. What do you play? I, I play the bass beat guitar, matey. So now that uh, 90% of the listeners have turned off, <laughs> turned off the show, um, yeah, thank you, thanks a lot for coming down here, guys. We're, we're very happy to have you. Uh, we're actually, as John mentioned, going to have a call in a little bit later on from a special guest, uh, and you'll, you'll hear who he is when we get him on the phone, but... Let's talk about the Zags. Yeah, how like I've seen you guys play uh, a few times around town lately. How long have you been a, a band? I'm not really sure. We've mm. been playing shows for about a year now. Yeah. yeah, and then we played or we practiced in the basement for about half a year before that. Yeah, six months in the basement. Six solid months in the basement. <laughs> yeah. Lock and key. Yeah. Didn't go anywhere else. Peeing in a bucket. That was the hardest part. <laughs> it was terrible. Yeah. That wasn't the highlight. <laughs> I think we all learned a little bit of something about ourselves and each other. Yeah, you got a, as soon as you left, you got a sunburn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sun! Um, yeah. And then we, yeah, last year. We yeah. unleashed ourselves on the world. Yeah. Last yes. June, actually. Not Enough Festival. For Not Enough Festival, yeah. which was our first show as well as 
a bunch of other bands in the city their first show as well. So cool. And literally Steph's first show. Um, which oh. we never played before. Okay. Yeah, because I was going to ask if you guys had been playing other bands before that. Probably. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I shouldn't nod my head, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in a couple unless you nod really emphatically so they can hear it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is the sound of me nodding. Louder. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I've, I played in the band Softcore with uh, David Dobbs, who is in Vampires, and Lash Mouchin, who's he's a visual been, artist. He's been on the show before. And he's, he was, yeah, he was just on the show. Uh, and Dave's played in bands before too. Yeah, I was in the Manic Shakes, uh, X Modern Teen, Merch Table Delight. Mary oh, those Jane are all Stole those no label bands, eh? Yeah, yeah. I was uh, actually, I got interviewed by Witch Police when it was on. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been a, I've been a pretty big fan of Witch Police for like a really long oh, time. Cool. It was it, when you guys were just a website. It was a great yeah. way to learn about bands that were the bands that people were in before the bands they're in now. You know what? That's you know? gonna like, that's gonna come back a little bit. Like we we've pretty much focused on the podcast for the last year and a bit. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, like people who don't know what it is, witchpolice.com is not just the podcast. It's a website that kind of archives. Uh, a lot of music by local bands and bands we know from elsewhere and just kind of uh, a lot of demos, live recordings, tapes that came out and then were lost to time, kind of just archived. Tapes that people wished had disappeared forever. Yeah, and I found them and I digitized them. (laughs) (laughs) So that's kind of the goal that started out and we started doing the podcast and that took off. So I I do have like a whole pile of stuff that needs to be kind of posted on the internet of old bands and new bands and things like that. So it'll happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was cool. I would always like just like start like pouring through the like the like blog posts to find like what names I knew from like bands that are around now. You know, yeah, it's like this right. is like them when they're like fifteen years old. Yeah, and, or like, younger something. Yeah, <laughs> putting out like tapes at like uh, like community center shows and shit like that. Yeah. So if they do get too embarrassed, well, would I, you I, I take it down? Oh, you asked permission. Uh, there's okay. a few things on there I didn't ask permission because there are local bands that put out a tape and I have no clue who they are anymore. <laughs> like, I mean, it's right. some band that I saw in 1998, bought the tape and loved it and then I never heard anything since. And so it's just like, I, I think they have fake names and they in the liner notes and everything, so I have no clue. So it says, like a disclaimer saying, you know, if you are in this band, please contact me because like, A, I want to talk to them because I like their tape and B, yeah. like if, you, if you're embarrassed by it, like for sure. But 90% of it, I, I do go out of my way to try and get people to. Uh, most of them are our friends, I think, that are on there. Like, uh, I mean, we played in bands dating back to, like, first band I was in was in 95. When I was in grade 7, so, like. Mm-hmm. It reminds yeah. me a lot of actually what Weird Canada's doing with, like, you, yeah, there's, like, a post and, like, a little yeah. bit of information yeah. about yeah. the band, and, like, it's I can cool. see the comparison, yeah. So, I mean, that's going to come back eventually. It's just time-wise. I mean, we've devoted so much time to the podcast, but, but you guys have a tape. We do have yes. tape, yeah. And, uh, and someday somebody's going to put it online and they'll be like, who the fuck are the Zags? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'll probably be me. But yeah, it's sounding really good. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, all that polish was from Jay Riley Hill. Oh, that is all his polish. Pizza. That guy's got his fingers in a lot of pies, eh? In the city, yes. like he's, he's always seems to Polishing all of the pies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We Maybe should get him Apple. on the show. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's he's great. Oh, you should get him on we the should, show. Yeah, I'm sure you have a lot to say, yeah. Um, <laughs> just listen, I listened to the tape. Uh, I actually, John was telling me about you guys. I hadn't heard it yet, and I heard the tape, and I, I really liked it. It was cool. Yeah. I, I especially like the tape thing. I mean, as we just mentioned, you know, I'm really into the archiving old weird tapes and things like that. So, right. I mean, our, our old band used to only put out tapes. Like, you know, I, so, I mean, I, I think it's really cool the format is sort of coming back, and people are, are using it again. Like, is this... Mm-hmm. Um, is it only on tape and digital, or did you guys have any plans to do anything else with it? Or? Oh, it's just on tape and digital. Just on tape and digital? What yeah. was the reason behind the tape? Uh, it was kind of of circumstance, because I've been helping out Chris Jakes uh, oh, cool. with, with Dub Ditch yeah. Picnic, 
Uh, I want to get him on the show too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure he'll happen. He, yeah, I've talked to him briefly about it, but yeah, he, I'm sure he would be very down. Yeah. Um, so I've been helping him out with Dub Ditch Picnic and Sundowning Records, which just put out the Dub Rifle CD as well. Yeah, it's, I want to hear that. Oh man, that band was awesome. It's yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. Talking of archiving that's old exactly things I, know, and, I know that kind of stuff yeah. appeals to me greatly <laughs> yeah. um so they've got some live songs on there and it's pretty cool too um but but i was helping him out quite a bit and he has tape duplicators obviously because yeah, he yeah. runs ta- dub ditch picnic yep. which is the tape label and uh he said well these tape duplicators are yours to have well wow. you're yours to use because i was helping him out yeah, so yeah. Uh, so that helped out a lot. And most of the stuff I listen to these days is, well, a lot of it's local and a lot of it is on cassette too. Yeah. So it's the format that I'm listening to the most. It's part, yeah. And there's been a lot, seems like a very recent resurgence in, I think it's cool. Like as someone who never stopped listening tape. to tapes, Definitely. I love it. Like yeah. I, I still have a huge tape collection. So the fact that tapes are available again by local bands that I like, it's, it's awesome. I can yeah. Just, yeah. And I have a tape deck in my car and so well, perfect, I can rock perfect. it out. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, it, it, it we just we did it that way and then had the the digital download too because yeah I don't know some people just buy the tape as a token of you know for sure their support mm. as a for curiosity the band. or something yeah exactly yeah. exactly so having a digital download in there too is helpful for those those other people cool I think we uh, I do have a lot more I want to ask you guys about tapes and about that tape in general I'm sure John does as well but. Uh, I think we should get into a song. Sure. The way the show works, if you haven't heard it before, is that we have a randomly generated theme word, and that word kind of dictates the flow of the conversation, and uh, we all select songs that are related to the theme. So this week is... Hands. Hands, which is a pretty good one. I like it. Um, <laughs> so I don't know if it's that kind of hands or what kind of... I mean, the good thing about the themes is that we kind of encourage everyone to go as f- any direction you want with it, as long as you can justify the connection to the theme word, you're cool. And so... Uh, I was wondering if I should maybe start off just to get things uh, rolling here. If you insist. Well, I don't insist. I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) I am going to start things off. (laughs) That sounds pretty insistent. (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah, the song I was going to play, when when the theme came up, sometimes when the themes come up, I either have something in mind right away, automatically I want to do, or there's just like, I don't know, I'm going to look through some records and see if I can find something. Um, the first thing that came to mind for me uh, was a song by the band Tad. Do you guys know Tad? Yeah, yeah. They were like a uh, late 80s uh, Seattle band, kind of uh, oh, no. contemporary with Nirvana around Bleach uh, period, like early sub-pop. Toured Europe with yeah. them. Yeah, and they... Uh, Had gastrointestinal problems and like... Well, vomiting all the time. Yeah, exactly. The lead singer was like a 300-pound butcher. Yeah. And like uh, he would, you know, there's all these stories you read in these books about that kind of era where he'd be jumping into the crowd and like destroying people when he's stage diving. <laughs> they, have, they have the best quote in that like documentary hype That's where they're like... The people say there are tons of bands in Seattle. Well, Tad is a ton of bands. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for <laughs> sure. So they, yeah, they're really good. I mean, they they they're one of those bands that never really quite made it to the same level a lot of the other Seattle bands were. Even though there was lots of attempts to, like, I mean, they toured with Nirvana early on. They opened for Soundgarden on the Super Unknown tour, and that still didn't break them. Like, just whatever for whatever reason, it never really got big. I think they were kind of more influenced by metal than a lot of those bands being influenced by punk. But their first single is called uh, Ritual Device, and uh, the main lyric is. I've got a rock in my hand, I've got this in my hand, I've got that in my hand. So the first thing that came to my mind was Tad. So let's check out Ritual Device.
So yeah, that was uh, Ritual Device by Tad. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've never really been sure about the, the title of the song. I don't. It doesn't say anything about Ritual Devices at all. But uh, I mean, I guess a spear and a rock could be Ritual Devices and, and fire and back hair. Chainsaws. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I love this song. Um, I, I, I first heard it. Uh, I got this book called Screaming Life, which is a book of uh, photos by Charles Peterson, who took all the all the early sub pop uh, album cover photos. He did the cover of. Um, like the first uh, Soundgarden's single and like uh, all that old stuff and the Green River tapes and everything and um, the book which I got like in 96 or something came with a CD and it was for some reason just one track and it had all these like really old Seattle bands on it which is really annoying because you can't skip ahead to the songs you like so some <laughs> you of them just were, fast forward some of them weren't good some of them were not very oh, good. I still no. have the CD but like uh, this song was always the standout to me there was a couple you know there was like a Mudhoney track on there and stuff which I mean I love Mudhoney but yeah it was just a pain in the ass to, so I had the CD but I haven't listened to it in a while but mm-hmm. um, yeah I don't know I really like the whole aesthetic of that early uh, Seattle stuff like they had you know, all the photos done by the same guy, all produced by the same guy, like Jack and Dino produced everything, and it's all, like, the bands all played shows together and all that. It, it's cool. It's, uh, you don't, I don't think you see that as much anymore, where it's all coming from kind of... Yeah, maybe, like, we're talking about um, the production on your album and stuff. Maybe there's, like, a little bit of that in, like, a local scene where someone... Mm-hmm. Is helping out similar minor yeah. bands, but I think that's how that's how you get something to work. Though I think that all these regional scenes that popped out huge over the years, I think they that happened because they had uh, like a unified, you know, marketing image, unified sound, a unified like group of people, you know, working on each other's records. Like Motown is all kind of in house. Everyone's all doing it. You know, Stacks, right. same thing. All those labels is just all yeah. produced by the same group of people. And then Sub Pop, same thing. And I'm sure there's a lot of other examples, but uh, yeah, usually in those cases, it's more about like label heads like of like independent record labels yeah, yeah. deciding that they're going to package a sound you know it was Barry Gordy yeah. with Motown yeah, yeah, it for was sure, uh, yeah. Yeah. the two guys from Sub Pop it's almost like and then like um, they're almost the like people who are, are like crafting the sound you know by what they're choosing to put out on yeah. the record mm-hmm. label you know yeah um, but the sound, what I mean is kind of the sound from that book that I got the CD with. Like, I mean, they had the same guy doing the, the imagery for everything. Like the first Mudhoney mm-hmm. record, same photos. And you yeah. kind of like, I, I imagine, I'm not, I'm not old enough to have seen this like when it first happened or anything, but like I imagine that that kind of uh, drew you in the record store. Like, oh, this looks like that other record I have. I want to check this out. And I think that's cool. I don't know. I, mm-hmm. I, I would like to see more of that happening elsewhere because it's, uh, you know, as someone who still goes to the store and buys records and tapes and stuff, I think if there was like a unified <laughs> like kind of look to something, I might. I, uh, Dubdish does that actually, and yeah. Prairie Fire did a really good job of that. Like with all the you know the spines and the tapes all being the same and all that. Yeah, like yeah. it's cool. It's I appreciate brand recognition. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because you can only go so far. I tend to buy inexpensive records with weird looking uh, covers. Just because the cover, <laughs> just because the, the cover looks strange and like that can be fun, but it's not usually very good. <laughs> no, no, well, no. and anything any anything that makes your product part of a collection instantly draws in collectors, right? Yeah, it's like, true. it's true, yeah. I gotta get all of yeah, the... Yeah, completists, right? Yeah. You gotta get, gotta yeah, get yeah, all the sure. catalog numbers to line up for sure, in yeah. a row. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, if you had a picture going along all of the, like, the spines... Well, Impulse like, Records <laughs> is like that. <laughs> I mean, like, do you guys listen to anything on Impulse, the old jazz label? No. It's like my no, favorite really, jazz label, and like they, this, 
they they have very very unified kind of design on everything, and all the spines are orange with this big exclamation mark at the mm-hmm. bottom. And even though I have my CDs and records like organized alphabetically or by genre or alphabetically by genre, I always have this temptation to put all the impulse <laughs> records <laughs> inside each other. And then I have some of them that like you know special editions or whatever, and like the spine is gray or silver, and it's just oh you ruined it. It's supposed to be orange. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I just particularly like to buy things that look the same. I'm not sure. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, Tad, someone who didn't really make it uh, as big as I think they should have, but um, I don't know. There's so many bands on that scene, kind of. But huge. they were. They'll always be big to us. <laughs> I think they have like this. They have like a lot of uh, kind of respect from other. People around. every time you read a book about that scene or watch a documentary like Hype and stuff, everyone's talking about how great Tad was. Obviously, Soundgarden taking them on tour at the height of their fame, right? I mean, that they had a lot of respect for them, but it's one of those bands, I guess, that just kind of. Well, listening to that song just goes to show how there wasn't enough pop in their sound to like for sure really catch oh, on. You know, Converge Nirvana. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Even Soundgarden has a certain amount of like they do pop yeah. to yeah. it. You know, and for sure. More accessible anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, speaking of the 1990s, we're going to uh, take a phone call right now from uh, a guest who uh, I first heard around the same time that, uh, well, not the same time this came out, but uh, yeah, late 80s, early 90s. Let's check it out. All right, on the line we have uh, Neil Osborne from the band 5440. Uh, thanks a lot for calling in, Neil. Woo! Hi, Neil. Yeah, I'm really happy to have you on the show. Um, 5440 is, I think, pro- well, for me anyway, I don't know about for you, for you guys, but one of those bands that I kind of first heard... Uh, in the early 90s and have been listening to kind of ever since. Uh, it was right when I was first starting to play guitar. Yeah, right when we first started getting into music, I think, like, uh, you guys were a band that we kind of really was a big influence. And uh, I've seen you live since, uh, probably, what, two years ago, still an awesome live band. Um, and I'm happy to hear you st- you're still making records. Uh, one of the things we wanted to talk to you about is you have a new record that's uh, coming out and you're doing a bit of an unusual way to uh, get that released. Uh, could you tell us a bit about the crowdfunding? Uh, yeah, it's... Uh Essentially, it's a, um, I guess what we call a pre-sale and other stuff, you know. It is crowdfunding, yeah, but it's also, you can buy the records, you can buy the t-shirt, you can buy the vinyl. Um, we sold two guitars from our collection. We've got new guitars for sale. We've got lots of memorabilia, uh, stuff like that. It's just a way to sort of, we think it's kind of a cool way, especially for, you know, the hardcore fans to get involved own a part of our history, be a part of the future. That's why we call it sort of building future history. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so that's a, and all, of, all the proceeds will go to, you know, the best record we can make. Uh, you know, are you guys doing... Coming out next year. Are you guys doing one of these things where I, I know when people, like, fund something, they'll have, like, incentives for yeah. the more money you make and like I'm wondering if you guys have like a level where you'll go to someone's house and cook them dinner yeah I want to drop some like serious money I've got about $30,000 <laughs> <laughs> what will that get yeah, get well, a person you can certainly do that <laughs> <laughs> there's a make a contribution thing or a pick your own I think there's a pick your own uh, thing a thing eh? so you can you know do that choose your own 50 like somebody in Ontario asked me to <laughs> sing, a, sing a song with them as a duet no like, yeah okay we can make it work. If we get a sound check. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's pretty cool. Um, so, like you guys, I mean, you guys have been around for a really long time, uh, like over thirty years now. Is this? Uh, I mean, obviously, you've been through like you know a lot of different changes in the record industry and stuff, and how how CDs, CDs and tapes and records have been sold. Um, do you see this as kind of like an opportunity to uh, to use the internet in, in a different way than you've been using it before? 
Uh, well, I mean, there's a couple things I can say to that. First thing is, uh, you know, when we started out, we made an independent album called Set the Fire. Yeah. And uh, Brad, Brad and I, you know, out of high school and in the band, we didn't have any money. To, we used up all our money working part-time for recording uh, after, you know, after work kind of thing. We had no money to press the record, so we sold shares. Okay. Shares. We had to five thousand bucks to do a pressing of like I don't know, five hundred records, something like that. Anyway, uh, we printed out these little certificates, and uh, for five hundred bucks, you got unlimited guest list to fifty four forty. So this was back in nineteen eighty three. I still, I, I still have friends because I sold them to my friends who use that. Who <laughs> have been, have gotten more than their money's worth. Yeah, I've this point, yeah. guest list. Back in the day. So you guys so, pioneered the crowdfunding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We just we did, and then it was two hundred fifty bucks. Got you. I don't know something else, and uh, and then we also promised to pay back, and we actually did pay all those people back. Oh, that's cool. Plus they got their unlimited guest list and copy the record and all that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then we went through the whole gamut of an indie label, major label, major label, indie label, and now we're back to no label. And, uh, huh. you know, one thing that Brad says is uh, time for the internet to give back. Yeah. The internet, take it away. <laughs> give back. That's pretty cool. Because, you know, they, uh, nobody really buys music anymore. Yeah. But people support it. So that there's a difference, if you know what I'm saying. For sure. Um, one of the things about you guys, like, uh, like I said, I saw you live a couple of years ago. And uh, I've seen a lot of bands... Um, you know, live nowadays that are from your era or earlier or the same general time period. And a lot of them will just play shows. And we've even had some of them on, on our show who will play shows and just kind of revisit the old material um, because that's what the fans want to hear. But you guys, uh, you guys are actually still, you know, actively recording new stuff. Uh, do, you, do you find that people are pretty receptive to it? Or do people just want to hear like Ocean Pearl seven times a night or, or whatever? Well, I gotta say that I don't think a night's gone by I haven't played Ocean Pearl. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, we we try to stack a new song or two in a sweet spot, and then you know mix 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 point letting people know that yeah we're still uh, we still think we're writing big music. <laughs> and uh, you know it's a lot of there. Usually it goes over pretty good. Yeah. Cool. So like, what's the writing process for Fifty Four Forty? Is it like you guys all get in a room and like um, well, if that one person begins the song, it's me. Okay. <laughs> so that's sometimes. And then most of the time, it's what we do is we get together. It's not, not enough now because we don't even all live in the same city anymore. <laughs> uh, but what we do is we all get together and we kind of you know, have a process idea of what to do. Like one record, I think, since when we listen to a bunch of uh, R&B, old R&B, like the CD collection called Big Scream and Shout. So everybody took it home, looked good, and then we get together and kind of, you know, do our candy and white guy version of that. <laughs> and uh, somehow that would spark an idea, which would lead to another idea, which would lead to a song, you know. Cool. It's all about ideas, right? So we get together and jam ideas. Stephen Drake produced one of our records, one of the best quotes I've ever heard. He said, every idea is born pregnant. In other words, Every idea will spawn other ideas, and uh, I've really taken that to heart, and I think it's so true. Yeah. Maybe the one idea isn't going to come to fruition the way you think, but we'll lead to others. Definitely. 
Well, before we had you on the show here, I kind of revisited my old tape collection and listened to a bunch of your albums, and uh, I kind of had almost forgotten how many of your song, uh, how many of your records had had like hit singles on them. It seems like every album had one or two songs that are kind of indelibly uh, like stuck on the radio um, at all times, which is awesome. Um, like, is there is there kind of uh, when you're writing new stuff, especially at this point in your career, um, is there kind of uh, do you have a point where you just say, okay, I'm going to write something completely unrelated to that old stuff, or do you kind of go back to uh, things that worked in the past? Because you've had some songs that are huge. Yeah, I think we were, you know, like a lot of that, there's a lot of factors, I suppose, and I couldn't tell you what exactly they are. I mean, right time, right place, have yeah. lots to do with it. But I think the consistency, even when you go to our early, early stuff, it was kind of dark and not at all commercial. Yeah. What made them fan favorite at the time simplicity okay and we do have we have tended to drift away here and there from from that you know our biggest songs um, have like top three chords yeah yeah no bridge <laughs> and every time we try to get all fancy pants doesn't work so uh, <laughs> if there's anything i've learned is to keep it simple really the hard discipline though yeah for sure i, I imagine yeah so you know what i'm trying to say is yes and no does that make sense? In the sense that uh, it doesn't matter what, whether it's going to be a commercial success or not in terms of uh, it's on the radio, but if it's simple, it's, it's, there's a lot more room for it to be direct and, I don't know, easily understood or something. Something that works about simple. I don't know what it is, but it always seems to work for us. And is that kind of what you're going, what you're doing with the new stuff as well? It's just it's sticking with that, that keep it simple formula? Um. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. We've got a million ideas turning around, and, and uh, we're still at that stage where one idea begets another, and then all of a sudden we listen to what we did, and it's a bit of a Frankenstein on some of the songs, so we've got to fill them down even more. I think. Okay, so at this point, like you're, it's not really you don't you don't know when you'll be uh, releasing things. I guess it sounds like, but if people want to keep up and you know follow what you guys are up to, uh, what's your your website? It's uh, 5440.com, pretty simple. All right. With the dash? Uh, no, that's all. It's just the 5,440, actually. So. <laughs> <laughs> if you must know. <laughs> yeah, so Neil, I think we kind of, I don't know if you're aware, like the, the radio show here has a, a theme, and this week's theme is hands. So I don't know if you right. had any, uh, any songs in mind that you wanted to, uh, to throw to. And we can actually, we, I mean, as we said, we have other guests here. We have the Zags here, and they're all kind of selecting songs uh, to go with the theme as well. So if you feel like hanging out on the phone here, uh, they could, one of them could pick a song, and we can come back to you if you want to choose something that relates to the theme, or, uh, I mean, wh- whatever you want to do with the time you have. All right, well, I'm, I'm not sure if that's a question, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, let's let one of the uh, in-studio guests maybe throw to a song. and. Uh... Uh, sure. I was thinking of uh, Praying Hands by Devo. Okay. Do you know that song? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, I like it a lot. I don't know. It's the first thing that popped in my head uh, when you guys told me the theme was hands. And I don't know. Just uh, I just imagine the... Well, uh, <laughs> I just imagine um, the lyrics all the time. And it's just like, you got your left hand and you got your right hand. And then you put them together. It's praying hands. And uh, it's, uh, it's, it's really imprinted in my mind. So I figured it would work for this. Cool. Devo. Devo. Right, Devo. 
we spent our afternoon hanging out with you listening to Devo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I bought that first record. I can't remember what it was called. Is that from the first one? That's from the first yeah. one, yeah. Yeah. Are we not men? Yeah. We are Devo. Devo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Devo. Just imagine, yeah, the, the dance floors across the nation with that uh, that song. Yeah. There's a lot of okay. hand dancing in the, in the studio. In the yeah. studio <laughs> which made for great radio. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Were you dancing, Neil? Uh, I was kind of moving. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Works for us. Awesome. So yeah, that was uh, that was a good good selection. Definitely fits the hands theme uh, for sure. Thanks. Inarguably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. So how? Uh, I mean, are you a big Devo fan? Uh, yeah. Well, like I said, that was one of the first songs that came to mind, and I have really liked Devo a lot. Uh, their music videos play a big or had a big impression, right? When I I, I first heard of Whip It, and then it's kind of like you find out about their other stuff and realize that they're not just a one-hit wonder yeah. mm-hmm. and that they went to art school and made videos for some of their, their music before music videos were a thing. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't know. I, it, their whole philosophy of how they perform uh, with costumes, kind of pretending like humans should be de- devolving. It's just yeah. such a solid concept, top to bottom, that how how could you... I don't know. And, and their songs are so catchy, mm-hmm. so so funny. Um, how could you go wrong with Diva? I don't know. Would you say that they're, like, an influence on what you guys do? Because I, I, you guys kind of have a punk thing going, but it's kind of, kind of like, uh, I don't know, um, more like jagged kind of sounding. Yeah. And, uh, and I don't want to say artsier, because that's such a shitty term. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? Like... Oh, I don't know if we could be artsier than Devo. But, <laughs> um, uh, not not directly. I've never like put it on any on a, any mix for Dave or staff, or we've never covered. But we are Devo. aware of who Devo is. We know is, Devo Taylor. are. We know Devo are, and, and, and they're yeah. They're probably one of thousands of bands that we've all heard and yeah, really kind of appreciate. Absorbed, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Awesome. See, that was definitely a, definitely a good tune. Definitely fitting with the uh, the theme. So. Uh, Good selection. Uh, we still have Neil from 5440 on the phone here. Um, and you were saying you had a couple songs uh, by your band that, that have the, the, the hands theme uh, would go with. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. 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 I was thinking <laughs> of, uh, didn't, didn't Neil Young and Devo do a record? They did. Yeah. Human High. Yeah. And they, they, they worked on a bunch of stuff with him. There was like a period where he hung out with them and like uh, was really inspired by them. I think yeah. it was when he started getting into punk, but he was never really into punk. Well, it was <laughs> like, kind of, uh, right before his like uh, well, uh, yeah. electronic album. Older, I guess, yeah. 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 They did. I, the soundtrack. I've got about 20 Neil Young records, but there's about 80 that I don't have. I know. He puts out so many. Mm-hmm. And there's 800 yeah. that haven't been released. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I know. In the vault. So-called vault. Yeah. Man, yeah, 5440 has a couple songs. One uh, on our independent record, uh, Fire, we had a song called Lost My Hand. It's kind of a fun little rocker. I'm not even sure if we'll be able to find that at this point. Like, is that album still... Uh... Well, you know what? I was thinking, uh, of course, when you said Hand, the first song that always comes to my mind, well, that can, you know, would be, uh, what is it, Uncle Albert, Al- Al- Albert Halsey? Admiral Halsey. The McCartney song. You know that one? <laughs> John, do you know that one? Come on. That's we one of the ones Steph picked, actually. Oh, no, you know what? We have one of our guests, one of our yeah. guests right it here picked that song. It was in my top, like, seven. <laughs> <laughs> so what do we do, then? Who, who gets to choose a song? I have a different brought, song. Brought, I have, like, a thousand song, songs. Right? Across the water. Hands across the sky. Exactly. You know who might be better? There you go. 
All right. Yeah, we can play that. We can, we can play oh, that can we do a sing-along over the phone? I think we just heard it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm down for it. Let's, let's, uh... That's the ultimate ad song. I mean, you know. <laughs> oh, well, then we, yeah, you call it. Yeah, it's, no, I, think it's, I think it's okay. pretty much, uh, yeah, let's just go with yeah. that. Okay, here we go. We're so sorry, Uncle Albert. We're so sorry if we caused you any pain. We're so sorry, Uncle Albert. But there's no one left at home, and I believe I'm gonna rain. So I, I kind of feel that the people who were, were not here while we were listening to that song really missed out on a good sing along. You guys were you guys were killing it. Wherever you ever. Yeah. <laughs> Should be a new song in your set, I think. <laughs> Neil, you have no idea how much our drummer Steph debated whether that was going to be her top oh, song or not. You beat me. And she decided <laughs> not to on the way over here. I had a hunch you would choose oh, it. Well, you know, <laughs> I had a hunch. <laughs> I picked another one, but you didn't have it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. That was uh, that definitely worked. Uh, <laughs> yeah, most animated. Yeah, I remember uh, those, those guys, that way. Uh, I think people forget how young those guys were. Yeah. Right? yeah. I think because they've been you know, they've they've been like a thing for so long, kinda in pop culture, people always forget that they were they only you know, they're only around for a really short amount of time. And oh so yeah, long. yeah. And then you gotta rebel against that every so often. But then you'll come back to it. Mm-hmm. It's like the clash, no more Elvis Beatles Rolling Stones. But I mean if George Tummer wasn't influenced by those, he wasn't influenced by anybody. Yeah, for sure, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. When uh, you guys, I get were, it. I you, get it. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you guys were coming up, like I think Sam is much more familiar with your earlier material. Yeah, I went. I went back. I, I first heard you when uh, Smell and Booty Cabaret came out, which is probably like everybody. I mean, I know right. most people I know that's when they heard you, and I kind of did backtracking and picked up all the older tapes. Uh, and uh, but yeah, what are you gonna say? Well, because you, Neil, you had mentioned how like for some of your material, you're just like jamming on some other stuff, and it leads to more ideas. What were you guys coming up on? Like, what kind of music was influencing? You when you first came out? Um, well, it would be all that stuff that was coming out of England or had come out of England. So Clash was definitely one. The Jam. We started out as a trio, so we really liked the Jam. Uh, there's a band out of here led by Art, Art Bergman called uh, Cape Towels, and they became the Young Canadians after that. You know, we actually uh, we actually played in our Bergman song a few weeks ago. We had the drummer from the Watchmen on as a guest, and he uh, he was really influenced by our Bergman, and uh, probably right. a similar kind of time period as you. I mean, they started maybe uh, you know five or six years after you, but um, yeah, kind yeah, of cool, kind of a cool touch point. Yeah, he inf- yeah. I mean, Brad and I we did a little uh, just just failing to high school. We got into his brother's little Volkswagen Rabbit and kind of went down to L.A. and back a little fear and loathing trip and. We actually followed Art Bergman for three to four shows. Oh, wow. He kept going, what are you guys doing here? (laughs) (laughs) Um, One thing I wanted to ask you about, I'm sure you've been asked about this a million times, but this is something that when it happened... Like it blew my mind a little bit. Like I, uh, you know, I I got into you guys, you know, as I said, around Smiling Buddha Cabaret, and I did the backtracking and listened to all the old albums and um, or all the ones I could find anyway. And then I remember hearing at one point turning on Much Music and seeing uh, Hootie and the Blowfish, Hootie and the Blowfish covering I Go Blind, and like I was yeah. like yelling at the TV, like how is this, how how did that how the hell did that happen? Like it's the weirdest thing that you guys are getting c- covered by a band like that which was so huge at the time. Like, how did they even discover you? 
They were uh, they were they're from uh, they went to the University of South Carolina, and uh, and they were a cover band. They like fret, fret house band. Okay. So they, we used to play a club in Washington D.C. called the Nine Thirty Club. Uh, on that circuit, in like '85, '86, '87 kind of thing, and uh, they'd come to all our shows. They'd come every time we play there. <laughs> they kind of say, "Hey, we played your songs." They they played us in REM. That's kind of all they did. At oh, the time. weird. And then you know, never heard nothing <laughs> until ten years later. Then yeah, people start telling me like, "Yeah, this is bad. Doing your song, you know." It's like, really? Well, cool. I guess you know. <laughs> and uh, then it turns out it was those guys. Yeah, that was. was just, like, oh yeah, I know guys. You know, that makes a lot of sense. That blew my mind too. Yeah, it's crazy because, like, they. Uh, yeah, I still have to convince people that that's your song. Like people nowadays, I, you know, I've I've played that your your version of the original version of the song, and people are like, oh, is that a Hootie and the Blowfish cover? <laughs> it's like, no, no, yeah. this is the real one. But yeah, yeah very we, strange. Yeah, uh, we opened for them. Uh, we did a tour opening for them, and we the first show was at the Corral Center in Ottawa, and we sort of said. You know, got together. Well, who's going to play "I Go Blind"? And and they asked us, uh, and we said, "Well, we want you to do it because you're headlining, and we'll get more royalties." <laughs> okay, we'll we'll do it, but we want you guys fifty-four forty. We want you to do it the first night. Okay, and, okay, we'll do it this once, and then you guys do it. So we're up there doing it, and of course, their road manager who doesn't know us from any hole in the ground starts freaking out, and he starts to pull us off the stage. <laughs> Dissing the headline by playing their head. That's actually our song. So somebody had to stop them. Pretty funny story. Do you still get people thinking, I mean, it's their song when, when you guys play it? Or, I mean, are your fans at your shows, you think, uh, educated enough to uh, in your catalog to know that it's yours? Most people know. I mean, some people who don't really know us might, might think that or know the song from somewhere. Yeah. So when that song was a hit for Hilly when we did shows, I mean, it was Almost embarrassing because we get this raucous roar of Hootie sucks when we were playing it. <laughs> it's like, well, you know, whatever, that's your opinion, but we're actually playing a song here, people. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of interesting. Well, that, that's a band that hasn't really been looked upon kindly by history. Like, they kind of, you know, people don't like them anymore. Like, at the time, they were huge, yeah, and now they're kind of shat upon. To- yeah, I love the band. You love to hate something. Yeah. Didn't the lead singer from find success in country music? Yeah, the singer is a he's a country artist now, right? Mm. Yeah, he's, he's got a hell of a hell of a voice. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's just a really weird weird thing to happen. What did that did that open a lot of doors for you guys in the states at all, or do people just still not know it was your song? No, not really. Yeah, well, it didn't didn't translate that way at all. I mean, we definitely got some nice royalty checks for a while. Yeah. But. Uh, other than that, no. <laughs> cool. I mean, that's nothing to complain about. No, for sure. Yeah, I would. Uh, yeah. So, Neil, this is David from the Zags. If um, we cover I Go Blind, will we get Hootie famous, do you think? I think you should pick one of our songs and do it. Yeah. <laughs> you should pick a different one. You know if you don't try, it won't happen. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we're going to just, uh, we'll, we'll let you go after this, but if you can just remind people, um, yeah, so, so yeah, how do people find out about uh, your new record, the crowdfunding, uh, your band in general, what's the best thing for them to do online? If it's online, then I think that 5440.com is the best way to find out what we're up to, where we're playing, and what we got going as far as making a new record, and how you can get a hold of some memorabilia, a copy of it, and all that sort of stuff. 
Are you guys touring uh, at the moment or anytime soon? Well, we start out July 1st, believe it or not. Canada Day, we're playing Lewiston, New York with Blue Rodeo. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. That's kind of weird, yeah. <laughs> Um, because this is a Winnipeg-based show, and most of our listeners, I think, are in Winnipeg, uh, are you coming this way anytime soon? I mean, I know you've been here a few times recently, and I caught one of them, but uh, any plans for this part of Canada? I don't see anything on the calendar, but that doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Yeah, I'm so assuming you. That's what I can tell you. Yeah, no, that's cool, that's cool. Just a heads up, Neil, when you do come cool through, you, you can stay with us. In the 90s, in Gimli, those oh, Sunfest, that was called Sunfest. Yeah, Pearl oh, yeah, Jam played at that. Yeah, it, yeah, that doesn't look, that's, that's long dead. Sunfest is long dead. <laughs> oh, you should bring it back. I think something is happening in Gimli. It's been switched to uh, Love Fest. Real, Real Love Fest. Real Love Fest. Real Love Fest. Yeah, we went to that we, this yeah, we year. Just that was that. fun. Did you guys as, play it? No, no we, we just, just went, went as a band. What about Zagfest? Zagfest. That'd be pretty good, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we were doing that next year. That's uh, a. Would, you, would you open for us, Neil? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I would. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if the band would. Okay. Don't play our hit single though. I would. I would get mad at that. <laughs> you, you can stay with us. We'll set you up. Really great. <laughs> awesome. That's nice to know. All right. Thanks a lot for calling for talking to us, Neil. Um, everyone should check out your new record when it comes out. And uh, you know, Fifty Four Forty is a band that I think has meant a lot to a lot of people in Canada. So keep doing what you're doing. All right. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Thanks so much. Bye. Take care. Um, yeah. Does someone else want to pick a pick a song now? I mean, we had that. Uh, Pretty great sing along with the last one. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, what will top that? Yeah. How do we? How do we? How do we? I got one that can top that. Um, <laughs> my song is. Uh, I, d- I decided to go with a song that doesn't have hands in the title. Okay. Um, it's by an artist named Kurt Van Houten, and uh, it's what like Millhouse's dad? Millhouse. <laughs> he's, he's also Millhouse's dad. Yeah. He's got a song called "Can I Borrow a Feeling," and I think the real standout line in that song is. Uh, the line that talks about the glove of love. I don't know if you guys have been in a relationship like that where it's kind of ending, but uh, you can really relate to that glove of love metaphor, right? Like, uh, there's a lot of great yeah. stuff in it. Um, I know that he was his mu- music was like really influential to us when we yes. were starting the Zag. The one, so. the one single. Kind of oh yeah. yeah, and it was on cassette tape. Yeah. So we decided to do a cassette tape because. Uh, <laughs> We just think that that's probably one of the greatest artifacts of the late 20th century. Musically, like, I think it started so much, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> especially in Winnipeg. Like, mm-hmm. uh, there's so many bands that we play with that are influenced by his work. And uh, he, I think he's an artist who really should come back to doing music. Mm-hmm. But that's he's kind of a big cover. wheel down to the Cracker Factory now. We should cover now, that. So. <laughs> we should, yeah. Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's check out... Uh, Kind of bore a feeling. I've got something I'd like to say. Would you guys do a favor for a guy in love? Sure. Yeah. That's why we're here. Uh, hi, everybody. Uh, hi. And hit it. Can I borrow a feeling? Could you lend me a jar of love? Hurting hearts need some healing Take my hand with your glove of love How about it, Luann? Will you marry me? Again? Ooh, no! Classic. Yeah. Classic Kurt. <laughs> yeah, that was him during uh. his, like, 
like golden age good period. <laughs> yeah, that sax is pretty sweet in there. <laughs> yeah, he really jumped the shark on his sophomore album. <laughs> <laughs> It's a very short single too. <laughs> like yeah. seconds. Yeah. <laughs> it's good for this uh, this generation of uh, music listeners, though. <laughs> yeah, Simpsons was like it's one of those shows though where like the writing was really clever and funny, but they had a lot of like songs. They had uh, lots of songs, two, mm. three or four albums of music. Yeah, yeah. like songs that still are stuck in my head, like "Baby yeah. on Board." <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Really yeah. It's a great song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really yeah. Um, there's two from the episode with Michael Jackson. One was sung by Bart. Happy birthday, Lisa yeah. is also one of them. That's not yeah. similar. What yeah. I'm thinking of is Lisa, her teeth are big and green. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lisa. Ba da da Lisa. Oh, yeah. Lisa. Ba da da Lisa. Her name is Lisa. Lisa, yeah. I can't believe that show is still around. Like, I haven't watched it in like 10 years. I, no, I, I haven't, haven't seen any of the. Yeah. I've seen the classic episodes like 100 times. I haven't watched it in probably like two years, but I still quote it every single day. <laughs> mm hmm. Yeah, The Simpsons and Seinfeld, I just can't get out of my brain. Yeah. So it's in there for good. I almost wonder if watching the later episodes of The Simpsons would almost ruin it. I, I don't know if they're good or not. Like, I can't. Is they're quality? not. Quality? They're not. Every time I tune in, I'm like, <laughs> I never watch, I never make it through like 10 minutes. I'm oh, really? like, hmm. what have you done to my childhood? It's been on, like, how old is this show now? 20 years up, up like for that? sure, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like a show where they just, uh, the plots get more elaborate and, like, ridiculous. Well, they're running out of plots. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, they're literally like it's almost like an experiment to see yeah. like just how much they can wring out of these characters. Yeah, I think it'll I think it'll keep going for a while. At least until mm -hmm. the like Cha-Ching isn't around anymore, right? Like, gotta make the money. Do you guys remember? Uh, I don't know if you anyone else did this, but me. But um, back like I don't know the '90s, uh, the first station on the FM dial. I don't know what the number was. It was the very first one. Was eighty-eight point uh, one. Is it 88.1? Is that the first one? No, 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 no. <laughs> it used to be lower. It, it was, was even lower. The lowest yeah, one yeah. possible, whatever it was, was the exact audio of what was happening on CBC TV. Oh, I yeah, do I remember, remember that. So I used to yeah. tape, like, audio tape Simpsons episodes. <laughs> nice. And we would listen to them, and we sampled some parts of it and stuff. We would, like, record, like, weird sound effects from it and stuff. And it was like, if I missed a Whoa. show, I could just tape, you know... I could tape the episode and just listen to it and walk. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a tape with the Clown College episode forever. <laughs> so I like I've heard that show more that episode more than I've seen it, which is it's a really weird thing to do. I miss that. I don't, that doesn't, that doesn't no. exist anymore. You can't because no. no. I always think like, oh, cool, hockey in Canada. I'm just gonna like you know <laughs> listen to the radio version of it, but it didn't. No, no, can't do it. Yeah, there would always be like this like weird thing with that channel where you'd be like listening to it, thinking it's a radio, and you're like. What is this show? And it's like <laughs> yeah. Beachcombers or yeah. something like that. You know, I mean, it sounds like a radio drama, but nothing makes sense. Because <laughs> yeah. There's no explanation, like, yeah. there's no description of what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> or, or the news, and it'll be like there'll be a pause while some footage is playing. And it's just like, what? What is this? Yeah, it was a good channel. So uh, the Zags, uh, we have Zagfest to look forward to. Yes. Um, yeah. What well, else uh, you guys opening have? Opening Neil Osborne from Fifty Four Forty. Yeah, that's going to be quite the fun night. <laughs> um, but what else do you guys have uh, coming up? What are the what are your plans? Uh, we're releasing our five hundred page autobiography mm -hmm. too. Yeah, already. Yeah, already. Very soon. It's After our cassette single, very. We just figured year. it was time. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, when you've got something written and it's just sitting there, mm -hmm. waiting to see. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, no, we cut it down from about a thousand okay. pages yeah. even. Yeah. 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 Should do an audiobook. <laughs> <laughs> the story of the Zags. 
<laughs> as read by David Skeen doing a bad Charlton Heston. <laughs> <laughs> Steph came in the room. <laughs> well, I was wondering. Uh, I, I don't. That <laughs> <laughs> was a bad Charlton Heston. <laughs> <laughs> I I can do a good one, but I thought it would appropriate. They don't show off or anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was just my way of covering that we have absolutely nothing no, planned. No, we got a show coming up. Absolutely uh, nothing. Okay. Oh, no, no. <laughs> no, I guess we have a couple of shows Lots coming surprises. up. surprises. But you guys aren't planning to play like out of town at all? Um, not not just yet. Yeah. Yeah, we've got like we would like to we, like we did a tour we did a like a short like tour to Saskatoon and stuff. Yeah. Uh, we would like to do that again. Right now, uh, I know for my tour to Saskatoon or tour de Saskatoon. Tour de Saskatoon. <laughs> it was more of a tour yeah. de Saskatoon. So we're gonna yeah. use that now. Thanks, yeah. um, thanks, Sam. <laughs> but uh, we're working. Like I, I've been talking to a lot of filmmakers. We're planning to do a, a series of music videos um, based in and on, uh, been in, in and around the songs that we're releasing. Mm-hmm. Um, that should be fun. We're in the very early stages of pre-production with that, okay. so yeah. um, that's going to be pretty cool. Taylor's curating a cassette tape. Yes, um, for for well, it's either for Sundowning or Dub Ditch Picnic. Um, but I'm I'm getting five five bands, five or six bands to play on a compilation. And the Zags are one of them. Cool. Uh, I might as well go into the details of it. Everyone's going to cover a specific song. Uh, well, actually, maybe I won't say which song, but oh. and then every, everyone's gonna play an original, and uh, everyone's gonna cover one of the other bands on the compilation oh, cool. as well. Uh-huh. So like it's gonna be all recorded else. over the period of a weekend. I nice. think. Yeah. Sorry, I don't want to reveal the cover yeah, just nice. yet cool. because we haven't gotten any okay. We want to build suspense so here. Is your your tape that you have out now? Is it just self released? Or is it... Yeah, we put it our, ourselves. Is that yeah. the plan for future stuff, too? You're going to keep doing it to kind of... Well, not, not for our next release. No, not for our next release, no. Because we were in in talks with uh, Art from Transistor 66. Oh, cool. So, so we're part of the Transistor 66 family that now. That family seems to really grow it up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Like Every band I hear, oh, they're on this label now. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I remember. I remember at one point uh, being annoyed at that label because they were putting out so much stuff, and there were all these bands that I thought like they should they should they should put out albums when they weren't. <laughs> like, not that they even probably didn't even know about them. <laughs> I was just like, oh come on, there's these bands over here. Need to put <laughs> I've always I've I've been a really big fan of Transistor. Yeah, they, I mean, yeah. they've done a lot for sure. Time, yeah. You know, like yeah. Uh, yeah. Some, I mean, I still have a lot of CDs on that label of local sure. bands that don't exist anymore. That, that, yeah. 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 No, so is that going to be a CD, or are they doing a tape? We'll see. We haven't uh, discussed it yet. Well, once, we'll like, with this tape, we kind of went into it being like, this is going to be a tape, let's pick the songs that go best on tape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if it is a CD, it will mean deciding on CD songs, and, like, probably writing some CD songs will probably be the thing. Um, but uh, we don't want to uh, rush anything. Like, the Zags have moved at a very deliberate pace for what we're doing. And it seems to work for us. It gives us time to think about what we're doing before we do it, um, which I know for myself, I don't normally do that. I'm more, more like one of those people who's like, yeah, let's do everything right now. Let's do 10 of them. I don't care. <laughs> um, so we're kind of like, what steps do we want to take? And like, uh, we know we want to get T-shirts. Yeah. So we're in the process of designing T-shirts. t-shirts. Uh, we know we want to do the compilation, and I know I want to do a bunch of videos 
That's, yeah, that's pretty much going to take us through the year. That's yeah. So Sounds this is yeah, maybe more, shows more ambitious than a tape might suggest. Like just uh, not that there's anything wrong with tapes, but I, I feel like for for us when we were putting out tapes, like whatever that was, it was uh, because a it's easy and cheap, mm. and b because we could just record it, throw it on tape, and it's out already, and like yeah, photocopy covers all that. It wasn't yeah, like yeah, yeah. you know, but I feel like tapes now are maybe not that anymore. Maybe it's just more like, thought out. It's more. Well, I don't know. If, I don't know if ours weren't thought out. I don't know if that's the right way of saying mm, it, yeah. but I feel like mm. tapes are. I don't, like are they more professional now? <laughs> like like than they were than they I were for a long time. A little time? bit more accessible now. People don't look at them like there's some bizarre artifact from like mm-hmm. ancient times. You know, <laughs> people. Yeah. Um, no, and I get what you're saying. Like we didn't we didn't uh, we 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 didn't ha- hand draw these. Yeah. And then photocopy them at Kinkos or, yeah, yeah, or yeah, anything. Yeah. Um, I mean, we designed it on a computer. Uh, we used a drawing from my wife, Elise Dawson. Um, and then Steph and I laid it out, scanning stuff and 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 laying it out, and so it was like it was still thought out, still kind of DIY. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean, right? There's like I know punk mean. rock DIY, like you know, I just drew this with a marker, and we just like hand dubbed like twenty of them, and you can buy them for a buck. For you know, sure. right? We were way more deliberate with our tapes. But like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. If it was yeah. me, I would have just like hand drawn it. But these two here, Steph and Taylor, are far more. They have higher standards. They're like, no, no, no. This guy has to be. This has to pop. Yeah, gotta pop. I think that's why Witch Police has only put out one. As Witch Police, they only put out one tape ever. <laughs> I mean, a limited run uh, Greg Arcade tape. He put it. Oh, okay. like, oh wow. I mean, I, like you know, uh, we've been friends with Greg for a long time, and he. Um, this was years ago. We did this too. This is before the podcast even happened or anything like that, and. Uh, if it had been up to me, I would. Like, I was kind of annoyed at the amount of work that went into it. <laughs> like, awesome, we're gonna put. It, I have all these blanks that I didn't use for our old band. <laughs> I'm gonna just write up. like fucking write Greg Arcade on this and just say I'm done. <laughs> but, yeah, all these design covers and stuff, and it worked out really well. They sold out right away. But like, uh, yeah, I think that the reason that Witch Please hasn't put out more tapes because we've been wanting to. Like, I've been talking to people about doing it. I think Greg wanted to do another one with us and stuff, but it's just yeah, the time amount of time that goes into it is not the amount of time that I remember it being when I was a teenager. <laughs> so, huh. Hmm. Yeah. So but I, I, mean, I guess I'm lazy or too busy or something, but combination. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, should we get into a tune? We could do that. Yeah. Uh, Steph, you still have one. Cool. Um, I will do. It's by the Minders called "Hand Me Downs." It's a nifty little tune. Yeah. Yeah. What's the uh, connection to the theme? It's called Hand, hand Me, oh, me Downs. Down. Right, right, <laughs> I forgot what the theme was for a second. <laughs> I was too uh, hung up on that uh, Kirk Van Houten thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do it. Reminders, hand me down. Yeah, nifty little tune. I don't know anything about that band. What's their? Uh, they're they're deal? from like the late '90s, part of like Elephant Six Collective. Okay. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Wait, who else is on Elephant Six Collective? Oh, like uh, Olivia Tremor Control. Okay. Project and you've played and them on the show before. Yeah. Yeah. And that whole scene, apparently they're back together or something. The Minders are. Apparently. Oh. That's what things say. Oh. You guys should get them for Zagfest. <laughs> <laughs> Took the words right out of my mouth, man. <laughs> it's just one email away. Yeah. Or maybe 17, but... 200. Yeah. <laughs> it's all at my fingertips. Oh. Oh. 
Hand tips. Hand tips, yeah. Hand tips. The ends of my hand. Hand tips, is that even a thing? I guess if you have like club hands. Don't make fun of my club hands. I a club foot, actually. Or I did when I was a baby. How embarrassing. How embarrassing. You want to see the scar? It would make for great radio. Hot scoop. Hot scoop on which police radio. Taylor had a club foot. Oh, you can't quite... Okay, can you see that? There's a lot of sock lines. You there's play some by play, sock lines that's on there, but... Also embarrassing. Play by play, John, please. Uh, there's oil. Oh, listeners. That's about, like, a 12-inch uh, line going down the leg there. No longer, okay. Well, and then it goes all the way up the side of my Do you guys foot, have a too. measuring tape? Ladies and gentlemen, yep, Taylor Burgess is yeah. taking off his socks. Ooh. So how does a club foot happen? Is it just... I'm playing too much baseball. (laughs) (laughs) No, but that would explain my love of baseball. Um, It happens in the womb. I don't know how it happens. I guess it's against the wall of the womb. Mm. And then, uh, and then I I don't know. I came out with a foot that was basically side sideways. Whoa. Yeah. Good thing they they patched that up for you. Yeah, cut it open and. Good thing medical science exists. Otherwise, moved it over. Yeah. Otherwise, I'd be a little stumpy. I guess. Well, I still am a little stumpy. One foot's shorter than the other, so. Yeah, yeah that's not too uncommon. No, just no it's not too bad. All day. <laughs> <laughs> uh. This is going in a weird direction. Yeah. 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 <laughs> just, just like just my like walk. <laughs> yeah. We're through the looking glass yeah. here, people. <laughs> Everyone who tuned in here for 2440 is not. <laughs> 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 well, is anyone wearing any hand-me-downs? No. Um, I am. Uh, these the socks, socks I got from someone, uh, a friend of mine, wasn't b- doing anything with them anymore, so I got these. I mean, my pants are from Valley Village. Yeah, like, does that count? That's bought hand-me-downs, I guess. Hand-me-downs. Yeah. Second-hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hand-me-downs, sure. New to you. New to you. Yeah. We use stuff. <laughs> the shirt is. It's and a hand-me-down? It's from Valley Village. So, okay. Yeah. I bought hand-me-down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Wait, Taylor? No, uh, I, I know. Fresh newer. kids. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm sorry. I was going to bring my hand down world, but I figured you'd have one already, so. <laughs> Don't give me no hand. <laughs> <laughs> you, you have a sampler with sound effects. Where is the... I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 the or something. <laughs> or even uh, the applause would have been good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I realized that this could have been like a whole show of I mean, bad a perfect puns. show for that <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, told, I, I just shut them all in my my head I didn't want to because we do have like we've on. had that shows where like sound effects do come into play but like, this would have been perfect for it next time we're on we'll do a radio drama oh, you assume you're coming back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll just like we won't even be invited back we'll just bring <laughs> sure, in here yeah. Yeah. we'll I'll be doing a radio here. drama it's like don't come in <laughs> we're doing a radio drama <laughs> The shadow. <laughs> John's roommate will come crawling down all beat up. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we're winding up here uh, on the show. Oh, winding so, down. Yeah. And <laughs> what's the difference? <laughs> they both happen. <laughs> and uh, if people want to check out the Zags, why don't you uh, tell them how they can do that? Uh, the best two places would be our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com/slash/the Zags, or our Bandcamp, the 
dash zags.bandcamp.com. We swipe the dash from the 5440 account. So <laughs> from the 5440 um, account. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, those are two places to go. What's to the name of the music. tape? Stop the World. Stop the World. Stop the World. Stop the hand me down world. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah, and do all of you guys like milkshakes? Is that like yeah. a band ag- agreed? They're all right. It's a passion. <laughs> yeah. It's a passion. Yeah. We really we're really like are. we're like wine connoisseurs, but for, for milkshakes. milkshakes. Yeah. yeah. What's your favorite kind of milkshake? <sighs> Vanilla. Vanilla is pretty. It's not very exciting. No, it's it's kind of the way. When to you've go, developed though. a palate like ours, right, right. You, you can taste the like variations yeah. in vanilla. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else is too loud. I'm just like, oh, oh, yeah. it hurts my. Tom. Like blue raspberry. No, too yeah, too showy. Come on. I actually, forgot milkshakes even existed until you just mentioned them. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I went for one not too long ago. It was yeah. pretty good. Whereabouts was that? At uh, Skinner's. Nice. Really? Yeah. That place is oh, so depressing, wow. though. It's the most depressing place in the world because Wet n Wild is behind it, rusting and dying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Every time I drive, every time I drive past look. it, it's just like I want to cry. It's so awesome. I just look to the other side, <sighs> the river. Yeah. I don't know whether your milkshakes are salty or whether it's just these tears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How can they? I don't know. I would be like. I'd be upset if I worked there. I mean, I'm glad I don't work there, obviously, but, I mean, you have to look at that thing all day. <laughs> you got to work with teenage soccer kids? Yeah, yeah, that would suck, Jeez. too. Yeah. But, you know, like, you know, some things like abandoned movie theaters are kind of cool to look at, and pictures of abandoned malls and stuff like that kind of thing. Abandoned water slides is just depressing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's fun. nothing, like, you know, cool and uh, historically interesting, but it's just like, aw. <laughs> so... There's like no history here. Yeah, just sad, <laughs> sad, sad tears and rust. <laughs> Nothing to see here, folks. Nothing to see here. <laughs> I see where this is going. <laughs> anyway, if you want to hear our show, uh, you can go to witchpolice.com and you can listen to all the archives. Uh, all the shows are free to download and stream, and we have 79 other ones at this point, so uh, please check those out. Uh, you can also hear us on the actual radio on Monday nights at 11 o'clock p.m. on 101.5 UMFM in Winnipeg, and if you're not here, you can go to umfm.com and stream it while it's playing. Yeah, and on our website you'll find all the uh, internet connection yeah, stuff that we do. Yeah, facebook.com slash radio, uh, Twitter at witchpolicefm, and you can hear us on Stitcher too, which is an app for listening to podcasts and talk radio on your phone or mobile device. So before we go, um, John, I think you're last to choose a song here. Yeah, I haven't played a song yet. I'm going to play a song by the Dell Byzantines. Was it the Byzantine or the Byzantine era? Byzantine. 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 Shit, I got a band name wrong last time. Too. Yeah, you got Uriah Heap wrong. Uria? Uria. Yeah, so the Del, Del Byzantines um, is a band uh, from like the early 80s and most notably for having uh, Jim Jarmusch. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. And the only reason I have like any music of theirs is because um, they had like two two songs that got put on compilations and so I had a couple songs off of this compilation New York Noise Volume 2 oh yeah, yeah. those oh, are yeah. good compilations yeah, yeah. Those are really good and um, so I didn't like I hadn't read about them before I never knew that you know Jim Jarmusch had been in the band or, or anything about them that's cool and they had like a few EP releases and then like you know he started getting into film he was already into film at this point and then you know he's been involved with music but this was like the only time he actually like was active in a band I guess and um, they never had anything pressed on CD, so if you have this on vinyl, you've got a pretty, Rare. pretty good find. Um, and yeah, what else? I don't know. Like Jim Jarmusch was through town. What was it for? I saw him play it. Uh, uh, it was during New Music Festival. Yeah, yeah, I remember. And, it, and it was in conjunction with that, I think, and Big Fun. 
So I think it was like Big right, Fun right. and New Music Festival. Yeah, and he um he and curated All Tomorrow's Parties one year, I think. Probably. Well, he's yeah. in a lot. Of so he's like you know very involved in music and definitely. Still very involved in film. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. movies too. He's pretty active in the movie. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. He's so dabbled. how how old is the song then? If it's on that comp, it's got to be pretty old, right? Yeah, this is eighty one. Eighty one. Um, but yeah, I was thinking like he has a lot of films I haven't seen yet. I was reading through like uh, which is what's yeah. your favorite? Uh, well, I like just I, Stranger Than Paradise and Down by Law are the ones I've seen the most, I guess. Like Ghost yeah. Dog. Yeah, I didn't realize he had, he had done Ghost, Ghost Dog. Dog awesome I was reading about yeah. him today. Yeah. Broken Flowers is good. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's right, yeah, yeah. It's when I had um, downloaded. Dead Man. I like Dead Man. Yeah. Yeah. Soundtrack. Coffee and cigarettes. And sure. Young, yeah. yeah. Coffee and cigarettes was cool. <coughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it was sure. really cool. And he has good hair. The, right. I, I, I always liked him in the first <laughs> episode of of uh, Fishing with John. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, show? yeah. Wow. With John Lurie, where he takes all of his famous friends fishing with him. That's a great. So it's yeah, like it's Jim so... Jarmish, Iggy Pop. Oh, really? <laughs> There's an episode where him and Tom Waits go to Jamaica, and like, they kind of like get in a fight with each other. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I've, yeah. yeah. Never seen that. John Lurie. He he was he he acts in a lot of uh, yeah. Jim Jarmish movies. Okay. He's also uh, the like. Front man for the lounge lizards, if you guys remember. Oh that yeah, one. yeah, and he would he would join these guys on stage apparently too. So he was the vocalist and keyboard player apparently, of this. Yeah, I think he was like for performances. I don't think he was recorded. Okay. For anything. It's interesting that you picked this song because I'm starting a cover band with all Manitobans called Del Bicentine. So really, very close. Is that a real thing you're doing? No. For a minute, I was like, oh really? I don't know that. <laughs> Um, yeah, so the song I picked is so many the, bad puns on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I none of them were for me. <laughs> uh, I picked it because of the name. My hands are yellow from the job that I do. Good name. Mm-hmm. And it's um, what is the job he does? Well, it's an interesting song. It's pretty like pretty. Uh, I don't know, noisy. Mm-hmm. And I was listening to some of their other music, and uh, yeah, they have some cool cool songs. So you tell me, I have to actually listen through the end of the show to find out. Yeah. All right. <laughs> So uh, thanks for tuning in. Yeah, thanks in. a lot for coming. Thanks, uh, thanks, yes, thanks again to, uh, to Neil Osborne for, for talking to us on the phone. Which police for life. Good times. Thanks a lot, guys.